Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fine friends. Welcome to the fifth episode of season seven of the Tom Petty Project podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Brown. This is the weekly podcast that digs into the entire Tom Petty catalog, song by song, album by album, and includes conversations with musicians, fans, and people connected with Tom along the way. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to mention a couple of posts on social media, uh, which I think I'll start doing a little more often. I keep saying that, and I probably should do it. Um, as listeners often do drop, you know, neat comments on my timeline. The first is that old Boltonian Paul Roberts, who agrees with me that last week's track, It'll All Work Out, is the best track on the album, followed by Runaway Trains. That song's been on heavy rotation still for me this past week and has become one of my favourite deep cuts from these, these first seven albums. The next comment was from my first fan chat guest, uh, Dallas Elliker. Uh, and he says, streaming this song on Apple Music sounds better now than I remember the song sounding back in the CD days. It's possible they made some improvements to it when they brought it over to digital. However, this song was included on the soundtrack to the Cameron Crowe movie Elizabeth Town. When that version of the song was released, it was remastered and at the time sounded far superior to the Let Me Up version. It'd be great if the whole album got the same treatment so it's not such a stark difference from the rest of the catalogue. Yeah, and so I still haven't managed to find that version of the song on any of the streaming platforms or on YouTube, so I'll probably have to order the CD at some point to do a, a side-by-side comparison. I did listen to the vinyl version on the headphones, and you can tell it's been remastered since then. You know, it could have even been slightly remixed because the overall sound is definitely cleaner and brighter, and especially you hear that during that intro. So thanks for the heads up on that, Dallas. Um, I'll definitely try and track down a, a copy of the uh, soundtrack CD, I think. You know, and this is the stuff that I love to learn from long-time pennyheads who've been immersed in Tom's catalogue for much longer than I have. Today's episode is Let Me Up I've Had Enough's Side One Closer, My Life, Your World. Paul Zolo's excellent book, Conversations with Tom Petty, Paul mentions that My Life, Your World is another Mike Campbell co-write. And Tom says, yeah, that's an overlooked one. That's a really good song. I had a good set of lyrics for that one. But the song opens with a kind of, it's almost like a hidden track. And in the same way that the intro to Louisiana Rain doesn't have anything musically to do with the rest of the track, this one is a delicious, loose jam with Mike Campbell slaying some wickedly cool slide acoustic, most likely resting you know, the guitar on his lap and tuning it to an open G. You have another chugged acoustic guitar backing this jam with some, they're either like, I don't know, congas or bongos or something, and there's also tambourine in there, and then a very, very deep rumbly bass, which is mixed down super, super low. It has a very southern sort of, almost like a bluegrassy type feel to it with that, or country maybe rather than, rather than necessarily bluegrass, with that sort of drone single chord and the off-kilter percussion. It sounds great. And so I'd be willing to bet that this was actually something they just picked up while the tape was rolling and liked it so much they decided to tack it onto a song somewhere. So this short bonus track blows by in 38 seconds before the song proper kicks in. Straight away, it has that big 80s vibe to it again. You have the bass line being doubled by a synth, which again just sounds so of the time. It's another track you could almost hear on Don Henley's Building the Perfect Beast. The guitars and drums are dripping with reverb, and you can see the dark streets and hazy streetlights of an 80s action movie in your mind as the synths tinkle around that main groove. There's a ton going on here. Lots of percussion, again, tambourine augmenting the, the straight-time hi-hats, that, you know, the synth doubling of the bass, those other synths sitting around the beats, and then that driving, funky bass groove. And then we get Mike's guitar panned hard into the right channel, adding lots of tasty pentatonic fills. Atmospheric to the max. As Tom tells Paul Zolo, again, it, it said it's a good set of lyrics, and it's another knockout opening Tom Petty line. They came this morning with a dog on a chain. They came and took my little brother away. 
his generation never even got a name. And Tom says about that last line that it's about his brother because he was born seven years after Tom, but wasn't Gen X, he wasn't you know, wasn't a boomer, so he didn't really fit, so his generation didn't they didn't get called anything, they didn't get a name. You know, and so this opening line, they came this morning with the dog on a chain, even that has a very filmic visual quality to it. And you get the sense of a family battling against a, a heartless system of some type. And on that first line, you can hear that faint falsetto part that would definitely have to be Howie Epstein. It almost sounds like a female voice, it's so high. And sometimes in that first sort of in that very first verse, it's like a mirage in that you think you've heard it, but you're not quite sure. In this first verse, you also get some nice ringing broken chords in the left channel, and Mike's still lightly noodling around with those fills in the right. The bass line doesn't change, even as the song switches from A minor to D on the last line. It just sits underneath, keeping that pulsating rhythm section moving. And Stan Lynch is keeping a really easy backbeat on the drums with the kick on the three dropped out and a double kick leading back into the one in each bar. It's a very understated part that doesn't muddy an already fairly layered musical arrangement. In the second verse, you really hear those wonderful backing vocals from Howie being mixed way higher to punch on those lines. My mama was a rocker way back in 53, buys them all records that they sell on TV. So now we're getting a little bit more info about what definitely sounds like a, you know, a somewhat sort of hard-nosed blue-collar family. The second verse leads us now into the chorus where the bass line starts to follow the chord progression, but he's keeping that same rhythmic cadence to the song. We hear Benmont adding in plenty of little runs on the synth, filling in the gaps between the count, and how he again doubling Tom's vocal line in that falsetto voice and octave above. On the last line, My Life, Your World, we push back into that opening section or that opening progression of the song, with Mike again laying down more uh, tasty blues licks that have a, a ton of delay on them, so you get that huge echo effect. And that tone is really reminiscent of Dave Gilmore's playing on Another Brick in the Wall Part 1. You know, it's, it's saturated with that sort of echo and delay. And it adds a, it adds a lot of atmosphere to the song. After another eight bars, we head back into the third verse, which abandons the early narrative of a, a down-on-its-luck family and heads more into abstract territory with the lines, I watched that fortune wheel but never get to spin it. You made me promises. I don't think you meant it. You know, so meant it. He drops the T off so it's, it, can, it can rhyme it a little bit better. And this is where I think the song could possibly possibly have been improved. It's say that a bit of Tom Petty lyric, but those opening verses really set a stage. But the song then abandons it almost immediately and doesn't return to that for the rest of the song. The lyrics are still good, but they don't quite mesh thematically for me. This verse is also essentially musically the same as the first two and leads straight into the second iteration of the chorus, which, again, follows the same template as the first with no real build or push. You know, it's a very subdued, smoky sound. That's all right. It's your world. Hey, this is my life. She's my girl. And that doesn't really sound, like I said, it doesn't sound connected with the first verse at all. I do have a love the last line, though, which is the title of the song, my Life, Your World, sung over top of the change back to that moody, pensive progression, with Mike again upping the ante with his fills slightly as it leads into the bridge. So again, I mean, yeah, good lyrics. Are they cohesive? No, I don't think they are, and I'll, I'll suggest some way that maybe they're connected uh, later on the, in, the, in the episode here, but to this point, we're getting sort of a bit of a mishmash of different sort of vignettes and different uh, paintings. The bridge moves to the major key for Ben Montench's sparingly played piano solo, and that tone really stands out in this section as the piano hasn't been used throughout the rest of the song and it gives the major key much more punch and really gives you that sort of the brightness that's been deliberately withheld from the song even during the chorus. It's a good change of pace. Um, and Mike Campbell takes the second half of this instrumental section and plays those big delayed staccato runs and fills to bring us back to that moody A minor section.
folks, it's time. You know what it's time for, don't you? It's time for some petty trivia. Uh, your question from last week was this. After the breakup of Mudcrutch, Tom Ledden played bass for which legendary US singer? Was it A, Dolly Parton, B, Stevie Nicks, C, Linda Ronstadt, or D, Pat Benatar? Well, the answer is C, Linda Ronstadt. Tom left Mudcrutch in 1972 and moved to Los Angeles following in the steps of his older brother, Bernie, Bernie Ledden, uh, who had recently formed the Eagles with Randy Meisner, Glenn Fry, and Don Henley. Uh, Ledden also played bass in Linda Ronstadt's band, but never recorded with her. Uh, and in 1976, joined the country rock band Silver, which had a you know a minor top 40 hit the same year with Wham Bam. In 1975, the Eagles recorded one of Ledden's original songs, Hollywood Waltz, and released it on their One of These Nights LP. The final version of the song, however, is credited to Tom Ledden, Bernie Ledden, uh, Glenn Fry, and Don Henley, so I don't know how much they changed it. From what I've heard, it's pretty close to the original. And Tom then later became a guitar teacher in Nashville before being part of the reformed Mud Crutch in 2007 with Mike Campbell, Ben Montage, Tom Petty, and Randall Marsh. So this week's question is this. Which of the following songs was not played during the Heartbreakers' final show at the Hollywood Bowl on September 25th, 2017? Was it A, You Don't Know How It Feels, B, Walls, C, Refugee, or D, Learning to Fly? Okay, back to the song. The last verse is another gear shift and now seems to be describing something a bit more broadly apocalyptic than the, the troubled family from the first two verses or that sort of introspective reflection of the third verse. We're now getting a pretty bleak picture being painted by the lines, I tried to leave but the traffic had been stopped, the beach was burning and someone was throwing rocks, they said an aeroplane had fallen in my block. If the song was dark before, it's very quickly become ominous and quietly menacing. Nothing really changes in this verse either, and sort of heading into the last chorus, you you immediately feel a fade-out coming on, you know? You can, you can just feel the songs being set up for that. There is a really cool drum fill heading into that last My Life, Your World, though, with Stan playing 16s on the snare, accenting and pulling back the hits, as well as dropping out the kick to really let that bar hang open into the last line. So after repeating My Life, Your World four times, we hit the expected fade-out. We then get some more guitar from Mike and a couple of simple fills from Stan, but it's a pretty steady unremarkable fade to the song. Tom's vocal in this one is very relaxed and subdued, but the vocals definitely elevated by the use of Howie's octave above falsetto doubling. The lyrics do seem disjointed, like I've said, but I guess you could make an argument that the narrator is showing that he doesn't feel he has agency in any part of his life. He feels disconnected from your world, you know, in quotes, as this alien foreign thing, and is describing in short vignettes how that disenfranchisement reaches into all aspects of his life. So that could well be an interpretation that makes some sense in retrospect, but given the way a lot of the songs on this album were written, I'm not really sure that this would have been Tom's intent. He was fully capable, obviously, of writing good lyrics that don't always knit together neatly, but fit the melody and the rhythm of a song, and I think this is probably an example of that. I think that's what this song is. The production on this one feels a little thick to me. There's a lot crammed into it sonically, with the doubled bass line, the synths, the layered, delay-heavy guitars, and the doubled vocals it fills out the sonic palette, so there's not much room for anything else. It's one of the tracks on the record that I don't dislike at all, but I think could possibly have been arranged and mixed a little bit better, or at least differently. Maybe instead of the synths, if Benmont played the organ part like he did on the live version, that might have even cleaned it up a little bit. The track was only played live 18 times, all in the 1987 tour in support of the album, 
debuting May 30th and being played for the last time on July 22nd. Thankfully, though, it does appear on the live anthology record from a performance on June 23rd at the Blossom Music Center, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Now, Cuyahoga Falls? Cuyahoga? Cuyahoga? I don't know how to pronounce that, folks. Look, friends in America, friends in Ohio, please tell me I'm mispronouncing this. Tell me what, tell me, I'm, how am I supposed to say this word? Um, again, you know, Benmont's playing that stuttering, persistent organ part through most of the live performance. It gives the song a sort of a real similarity to Eminence Front by The Who. And the bass isn't being doubled by a synth either, so the whole effect is more, it's organic, it's tidier, and overall, I just think it's better than the studio version, so... Okay, Paddyheads, we're all done with side one of Let Me Up, I've Had Enough already. Uh, My Life, Your World, it's always reminded me a little bit of Stop Dragging My Heart Around. It's got the same tempo, same kind of basic groove, and the instrumentation sounds similar in a lot of places, especially, you know, the guitars. The lyrics are a little disjointed, but have good moments, and Mike's guitar work is pretty great, you know, and he chooses some really nice tones in this song. The little segue into the song at the beginning with that short instrumental pre-track is very cool, but overall, yeah, there's just something missing in this one for me. It's another one that... It doesn't, it doesn't really seem to build to anything. And where, you know, a song like Something Big maintained a mood in a similar way, I think the bridge in that song is much stronger and provides more respite from the heavily used main groove, and the narrative form of those lyrics are also far superior. I do like the live version better, but overall this is a solid yet unremarkable album track for me. So I will give it a 6 out of 10. Please remember that you can continue to support humanitarian efforts in Ukraine in many different ways, and I would urge you to do so. Keep doing so if you've been doing it already. As always, I've added a link to the Red Cross donation page in the episode notes, and I will continue to do that until the war in Ukraine is over. The war is not over yet. It's still going on. People are still suffering. People are still dying. We need to send help to these people if we can. The Tom Petty Project is a proud member of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Go check them out on Twitter, at DeepDivePodNet. I'm sure you'll find something there that you like. You know, they're good people doing great work and always adding new members. On that network, you can also check out my other podcast, Seaside Pod Review, a Queen podcast. And if you like Queen, as well as listening to my podcast, how about go check out, um, there's a couple of other podcasts, really good Queen podcasts kicking around, uh, In the Lap of the Pods, which I absolutely adore. It's very, very fruity, salty language. So if you're easily offended, don't go listen to that one. Um, and then also Recovering Queen, which is a kind of a cool podcast where a group of three friends re-record, recreate a Queen song from scratch, you know, playing all the instruments, doing the vocals, all that kind of stuff, and then talking about the song in the episodes. Very, very cool stuff. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Tom Petty Project and on Twitter at Tom Petty Project. Go follow, go like, go subscribe, tell someone else about their podcast, leave a review, all those types of things if you want to. And again, as always, keep talking to me on social media. It's one of the highlights of my day reading what you write. Um, And again, if I don't get back to you right away, I'll apologize for that now. I do have a life otherwise. I do have a job, unfortunately. I'd much rather be podcasting for a living, but I will always try to get back to you if I can. The Tom Petty Project is not affiliated with the Tom Petty Estates in any way. And when you're looking for Tom's music, please visit all the official streaming platforms, you know, your Apple Musics, your Spotify's, your Prime, Amazon Prime, all that kind of stuff. Or you know what? Go buy a CD or go buy a piece of vinyl. Vinyl's great, kids. You should get back into it. Don't forget to check out the Tom Petty Nation and Tom Petty Fans Forever groups on Facebook. Um, They're excellent fan communities, and they're well worth spending a little bit of time in. Uh, Until we meet again next week, keep listening to and sharing Tom's music. Try to be kind. Try to say I love you to someone at least once a day. Stay safe and healthy, and I'll be back with you next week to talk about the first track on the second side of this album, the up-tempo rocker, 
Think about me. Bye-bye.